Hey friend, I'm Beth Ann Schwamberger, host of the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. This show is all about brilliant women, just like you, who are growing their businesses in the margins. You're juggling nap time and work time, wiping up messes with writing blogs, and I don't believe you need big, impressive numbers or shiny accolades behind your name to be brilliant. This show is about realistic, doable strategies that will work for you and your business right where you are. Big and little wins are celebrated here, and every single one of my listeners is a big deal in my book. Grab your coffee, and maybe the laundry, and be encouraged by business mamas who'll make working in the margins just a little more fun. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. So today on the show, I'm so excited to be chatting with a friend and a longtime student and member of mine, Kelsey Sorensen of WifeTeacherMommy.com. So one thing I discovered in chatting with Kelsey today is that She purchased the very first course I ever released, which was back in 2016. It was on running promoted pins. And that was also her first course purchase in the online space. So as a newer business owner herself, that was the first course she purchased to help her business grow. And that evolved into her having a promoted pin that went viral and brought in lots of sales. And then she learned Facebook ads for me and was just doing amazing things with her Facebook ads. And, you know, as you'll hear, Kelsey now has the Wife Teacher Mommy Club. So it's this incredible membership. It's it's really so much more than a membership. She's created this incredible just experience and community for her club members where she's supporting teachers and homeschool moms and making sure they have all the resources they need to teach well. But she also has, you know, a certified life coach who comes on and gives that coaching component several times a month. They do giveaways. I mean, she's just created this incredible experience in her wife, teacher, mommy club. So you'll get to hear all about that. You'll get to hear about how she hires new team members so that she's got amazing curriculum and resources that you know, come out and get released in her shop and her membership all the time. And, you know, Kelsey's business growth has just been incredible over the last several years. So you will love hearing from Kelsey, you know, from that very first digital product she created to now this you know, enormous wife teacher mommy club with more than 700 members. Plus of course, a huge shop full of amazing resources. And she now has three full-time employees. (laughs) So Kelsey is going places and she just continues to grow and shows up and serves her audience so well. So without further ado, let's get to it. Today on the show, I'm so excited to have Kelsey Sorensen of wifeteachermommy.com. Welcome to the show, Kelsey. I'm so excited to be here, Beth Ann. Thank you for inviting me. Yay. I'm so excited to be chatting with you too. I know that we've known each other for quite a while now online and (laughs) I've just been watching you grow at what seems to me like this incredible rate. You've, You've grown your business into this amazing thing. And so the Brilliant Business Moms community needs to hear all about how you've done that and what's working for you. Yeah. So I started back in 2014. I had just had my first child, um, Parker. And because I had him, I decided I want to be home with him rather than teaching full time. So I was like, okay, I will just substitute teach right now. I didn't really intend on starting a business. But then when I was subbing, I realized that a lot of teachers did not have like great sub plans left for me, but I'd been a teacher too. So I knew why, you know, like teachers already have so much to do. So I was like, maybe I will 
just make some sub plans and throw them up on to TPT. So I threw them up on to Teachers Pay Teachers, which is kind of like Etsy for teachers. We call it TPT in the teacher world. And I didn't really think much of it. And it's not like they sold like hotcakes from day one or anything. Actually, my first month on TPT, I think I made zero (laughs) dollars. But once people started finding them and like leaving reviews and they liked them, I was like, oh, people like this. And then they kept asking for more and I did it for more grade levels. And eventually I got to where I had a full week for pre-K through sixth grades, which is really cool. And then at around that time, I had a pin for our sub binder that started taking off or whatever. And I... And that is around the exact same time that I signed up for your course, Brilliant Pin Promotion is what it was called back then. Yeah, this is a long time ago. (laughs) I think it was in like 2016 or something. Okay. But I joined your course because I was like, well, I don't know how to promote pins, you know, and I remember coming to your workshop and really like, I loved your workshop and I was like, oh, I really want to join. But you know, at that time, like... I hadn't made a whole ton of money yet. I was like, it's so funny to think about now. I'm like, oh, should I do this? I'd never taken an online course yet. Yours was actually the very first course that I had ever bought. So it was like, okay, well, I will do it. And then I promoted that pin that kind of started going viral and it went insane. And it really drove up the sales of that one product. And now it's like the top selling one on TPT. It's still our very top seller. And I feel like that's really what propelled my business at first to the level, like to become really more of a full-fledged business, you know? I don't think I realized, Kelsey, that the pin you promoted, that it, you know, went that viral on Pinterest. Yeah. Because I think I got to know you more in maybe one of my early ads courses, like Facebook yeah. ads courses. Yeah. And I remember, yeah. I really, remember- actually, Facebook Brilliance before that. Right. Back in the day, before I had the ads intensive, yeah. So you've been with me on this whole yes, (laughs) what I offer in my business because I remember at that point you had these fabulous video ads where you were showing off your sub binder and your solution, and you did such a great job of just demonstrating that with a video ad. So how did that factor into things as well? Yeah. So like I started promoted pins first and actually like, and I don't even use them anymore. I should probably try it again, but Facebook ads, I learned that next. And I feel like that was really taking it to the next level. And, you know, at that time it was so nice because I had like those videos and I feel like I could just leave those running forever. I missed that back in the day, (laughs) but it was fun to still kind of like learn how to use them and test like a few different things. I did not test nearly as much as I do now, but I feel like having your course really is what helped me to learn them. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And I definitely remember like you were talking about your resources to help teachers hand things off to a sub was, was definitely something that seemed to set your brand apart. You know, at wife, teacher, mommy, it just seemed like Kelsey is the go-to person. Like you're going to help teachers are equipped so that it's like, they feel like they can call in sick. They can take a day off. They have what they need. And then, yeah, talk to me more about, you know, you had that product that was really starting to pick up steam. And then from there, how did you add, I guess, more products to your business and, and keep things growing? Yeah. And this has been really interesting because as you mentioned, we became really known for sub plans and some people really thought that's like all we did. 
you know, and it actually took some education. Like when we launched our recent membership, people like, no, like those are our top sellers. Those are like, if you go to TPT, that's what's going to show there because they've sold the most, but we have so many other resources. It's actually really crazy. Right now we're releasing something new probably every week. So we just have, you know, it's kind of gone from, oh, we can help you with your sub planning, which we definitely still can. Those are all still there. And they've gone through multiple revisions. They're amazing. But we also have resources for like year long resources for different subjects. And we have, you know, science, we have social studies, we have reading passages that are really amazing. And we've even helped like homeschool parents too. Like I'm actually a homeschool mom now. When COVID hit, we started getting some more parents and we've retained some of those too. So while our larger audience is teachers, we help parents as well. So it's really grown. And with the membership, we offer all the resources they need and coaching. And we have a teacher certified life coach who is part of our membership. So our goal is now not only to be like, oh, we can help you with your sub planning. It's like, oh, we help you with your whole life. Like we help you with like planning so you don't have to, so you can spend more time with your family. And then we help you with the whole mindset issues of everything as well. We have two calls a month with our life coach. So it's really a full, it's kind of the value in the club is really, really amazing. And that's really what we are kind of focusing on now, because with the amount of resources that we are churning out, we can't possibly promote each individual one very well and do it justice. Like I'm even finding actually fitting them into our emails, like to our subscribers is really hard. Like I was just mapping out emails today and I was like, okay, oh wait, I realized I did not even fit in our new decor into anything. I need to figure out how to plug that in, you know? So still kind of figuring that out, but it's really now all encompassing in this one big core membership offer. Okay. Gotcha. And yeah, tell me more about the membership. And with that, I remember very specifically that because you're in the Brilliant Business Moms membership. And so I remember you coming to the membership group and asking a question about like (laughs) what you should offer, right? Like how to structure the membership, what you should offer early on. And I feel like all of us (laughs) were like, Kelsey, that's too much. You're giving away the whole farm. Like, don't do that. But you, what I love, and I I will always praise this is when a business owner goes with their gut, goes with what feels right to them and is like, no, this is how I'm going to do it. And it's worked out so well (laughs) for you. So tell everyone kind of uh, the backstory of that. Yeah. So, I mean, it was really kind of scary and it was actually with like my coach, you know, I'm really in the the coaching world now who like encouraged me to be like, not think of it in this scarcity mindset of, oh, everyone's just going to download or, you know, join download everything and cancel. Like everybody's going to do that. And while we have had a few people take advantage, it's probably on less than two hands that have fully taken advantage of that. Like, you know, downloaded like 800 things and they're like, I'm canceling. And, you know, that kind of hurts, but it's like those, like maybe eight people or whatever, don't make it. So like the over 700 who are in there now who are paying monthly, like it's totally worth it, you know? Yeah. And so our teachers, it really just makes it more affordable and accessible for them so they can access everything. But then for us, it gives us that recurring revenue. It's helped us through like, you know, all the ad problems and everything. Like, so we launched our membership in September and and my teachers with messaging, it's kind of taken a while to figure it out because, you know, they're in their third school year, well, just ending their third school year during a pandemic. And even like the sub plans, like a lot of comments we started getting are, well, we don't even have subs, you know? So why would this be helpful? Like if they don't have a sub. So it's like trying to figure out like, okay, well, what angles do we take with this? It kind of took us 
quite a bit of time to figure things out. And ads were kind of, you know, we were losing money on quite a few of them. So the membership really helped us carry through. It's like, well, we've got this recurring revenue, you know, and then also like, you know, even if we lost money on this ad, if they joined the membership down the line or like, oh, you know, this was a 0.5 row as, but it was for the membership. So it's like, you know, if they stay just one more month, then it's profitable. So it's really helped us be able to be able to experiment more and not be scared that we won't have the revenue coming in. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. So over 700 teachers, basically, in your, and maybe, you know, some homeschool parents too in your membership right now. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, our goal is 1500 by the end of when we launched and I'm hopeful we'll get there. I'm not like totally positive, but I'm like, you know, as of right now, I want to believe we're getting there, you know? Yeah. I love it. Okay. So tell me more about you. You kind of hinted at this, that basically when someone joins your membership, they get access to like everything that uh-huh. you have at wife, teacher, mommy, right. And more mm-hmm. and more. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah. T- like, tell me more about that. Tell me about the price point and then like everything they're getting in the membership. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, I could talk about it all day long. I'm so <laughs> passionate about the club. So it's Wife Teacher Mommy Club. I don't know if I even mentioned that yet. That's what we call it. And in Wife Teacher Mommy Club, our members, they get, as you said, access to every every resource we've ever created, which is alone as of when we opened the membership over $4,000. It's probably way more now because we're releasing new stuff all the time. But then we also, there are a lot of things that only our members get. For one, we make every month there are resources that only our members get. And those never become for sale. So now that library of member-only resources is growing. Then we have the coaching calls. We have, um, we've been having two or three of those per month that our members can attend. And then if they can't attend live, they can attend on the video replay or the private podcast replay that we have. Again, the private podcast is only for our members. And then every guest that I bring on to our podcast, we do a bonus segment with like, you know, so some extra time that only our members get that bonus podcast. So we have our summer event we're doing. And part of the reason we have a summer conference, my initial thought was it would be only for members. It would be a way to retain members over the summer. So teachers aren't like, oh, I'll cancel and then start back up when the school year begins. Like, okay, we'll do this big event to keep them in. But then my business coach, she was like, well, let's sell tickets too and make it kind of a win-win where it's like, you know, you can retain members, but then also gain members. So we are doing this summer conference and our event educate and rejuvenate. It's happening on June 28th and 29th. It is going to be so much fun. We have over 20 speakers. We have some really big names in the education space. It's going to be so fun. And it's a virtual conference and we are selling tickets for only five bucks. Whoa. Wow. Instead of, you know, and some people, they do like a free summit with an upsell, but we are doing $5. So it's still like a buy-in, you know, Mm -hmm. and then, and it helps with the cost per lead a little bit. And then we sell an upsell, which is our platinum pass, which gives replay access for longer because they only get 48 hours with a $5 ticket. They get a bundle from the presenters that's worth over $400. They get all this stuff and then they get a free month of the club. So that's our way to get them in. And then during the event, the platinum pass will be 97 or the club is only 29.99. So it's kind of the no brainer. like, oh, join the club to get the replays. And then we're doing a day on June 30th that is only for members. So bonus content that only members get to attend. So basically to say, I kind of went on a little bit of a tangent, but that is another thing that our members get. They get the full VIP experience at the event. They get everything that platinum pass holders get, which that is $97 in itself. 
And then they get the extra bonus day as well. I feel like I covered everything, but there's a very good chance I didn't because we just keep giving so much more to our members. I mean, in our Facebook group, we occasionally post like prepaid Starbucks gift cards so they can like, you know, go get their Starbucks on the way to work. And we do weekly giveaways and just, it's just a party. And it's really so much value for what they're paying only the $29.99 a month or $2.99 a year. But I feel like that's what helps people join and stick around and and actually, it is more than some people in my space charge. Some of them charge like, you know, 10 to $20 a month. And we're charging $29.99. But we're the only ones who have all of this as part of it. So I'm kind of trying to make it as premium of an experience as possible, even though it's only $29. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, you're making me want to do so much more. Mom's <laughs> <laughs> membership because, yeah, yours is so all-encompassing. One question I have on that, because I think I would really struggle with this, is when you talked about having the members-only resources that you create that do stay like locked up tight and only your members get access to those, how do you decide what is a member? Well, that would be tough. And I've struggled with this before. Like We had one that was going to be members only and it turned out being so good that it was like, no, we have to make this for sale, you know? Yeah. And then we did, but it's like, also we really do want to save some juicy stuff for members. A lot of what we do, some of them are like seasonal versions of a resource. So it's like, you know, we have these regular directed drawings, but then the members get like these monthly themed ones. So every month we have like monthly themed things coming out. And usually a team member will make a whole year's worth of some of these club exclusives. And then like, you know, in one go, and then just every month we have them ready and then we post them at that time. And we don't release them all at once because we want people to stay active in the membership and be able to download it um, the month that it's actually needed. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. And you talked about just how many resources you and your team <laughs> churning out all the time. Tell me more about how you found those team members. Like, tell me about that process because I definitely, in my brain, I'm like, okay, there's a million more like business templates and resources and all those things that I would love to do. And I have like designers I work with, but wrapping my head around the pace of resource releasing like that you do, which is incredible. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, it's, it's just this whole huge level above <laughs> what I can yeah. do. <laughs> Yeah. I would love to hear more about that. Well, for one thing, we have two, we don't just have like contractors we work with. We had two full-time employees who at the beginning of this year, they were both full-time curriculum designers. And now one of them is kind of transitioning into managing the team because there's now just so much going on. Um, and she's been helping really with the event. So she does some product creation, but then she does more other stuff as of right now, especially with the event coming up. But we still have that one team member who all she does for 40 hours a week is creating this content for our members. So um, I feel like that's how we're able to, to turn out so much. But the way I found these people is by having a very, very stringent job application process, really. And I learned a lot of this from, if you listen to Chris Plackey's podcast, she is a certified life coach. And her whole thing is about like building your team. Like that's like her niche is team building. Okay. So she is really good. So I learned a lot of it from her. And then my coach, Tara Sharon, who I'm working with now, she's amazing. So I learned from them, but basically you have whole process. So like I have people fill out an application and that application, I even have like test questions in there. So like, if they're going to be 
so for me, for creating content, I believe I had a question like, you know, about deadlines and whatever, and like kind of how they would like, you know, kind of what if scenarios or what is something you might do to fit this standard or something kind of right on the application, testing their knowledge. And then if they pass that, then everyone who passes that goes on to round two and they get to do a video ask interview. So I'm not happy to do face-to-face for all of these people, but it's kind of face-to-face because you record the videos. And I know this has been talked about in the Brilliant Business Moms group video ask, right? Yes. Yeah. I actually, I have that tool. I don't take advantage of it as much as I should. (laughs) Really cool. Where it's basically like you can record a video of you, right? And then they can record video answers that they're like answering back to you. Okay. Yeah. So for the last few hiring processes and for all the full-time employees, I have three right now. So for all of the full-time people, we've had this interview where they do a video ask first. So it's kind of like the interview, the first interview, and then they do a first project, which is a smaller, smaller non-paid project, but it's like tied into what they would be doing. And like, you don't want to make it too challenging because I think there are even laws about like how much you can require them to do. But I figure they're not driving in for an interview or getting ready or all this other stuff. You can make them do a little bit. And you also want to make sure that they really want the position. And it's not just people who are like applying for like, every job they can see. And they're like, Oh, I don't want it that much. I'm like, if you don't want it enough to spend like, you know, less than an hour on this project, then you're not for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and then usually less than half of the people actually complete that project. So that weeds people out right off the bat. And then from there, you choose the final three to five and actually last time again, six people <laughs> who go to the final process, which is a larger, like quite a bit larger paid project. So I make sure it's something where like, we'll use it for everybody. So like for our latest hire, it was for somebody actually to help with ads. And he actually just started. He, our first guy on the team, it's going to be fun. (laughs) But we had people making content because it's like, we're already having to test so much content. And it was like, hey, we're going to use it. Like, you know what we're paying you. This is kind of like a paid test project. So like for content, you can have them like create something that you're actually going to use and you're paying them for it. And then we do an actual face-to-face interview. And I feel like with that, you learn so much about the candidates and what they can do that you're able to find a really good fit. Got it. Okay. And so where are you posting about those job openings when they come up? So this last time I actually emailed my list, which previous times I've been scared to do because I was like, I don't want to alienate people. Yeah. So I was really nervous about people who are part of our community because obviously we can't pick all of them. There's only one role. So we didn't want like, you know, I feel like that was kind of like the kind of sticking point for me. So for the first two, I didn't do that, which ended up being fine. So where I posted was Facebook, Indeed, LinkedIn, and for us, KSL, which is a local classified. So if you have that, and if you're wanting to find local people, like if they're an employee, local is actually a lot better. So you don't have to like file in other states for payroll. And luckily so far, we have been able to hire local people this time. I really thought we might hire out of state because there were some great candidates, but we ended up hiring someone who was local because if you're doing the employee route, it's, you know, yeah, a little bit easier. So if you have like a local job board or whatever, you could post it there. And then also, like I mentioned, we had some of our top candidates in this last round were from our email list and they were so good. So I think that is a really good way to get the word out. Like email lists, we posted on our social media. Really, it's kind of like promoting your products. You're really trying to sell people on the position. And actually, that is part of it too, is actually writing your job description and selling it. Like making it's kind of like a product itself. You're like selling people and wanting to work for you. So like at the beginning, but I don't just start like job this, this is what you do. It's like you just like kind of 
talk about how amazing it is, talk about your values and everything before you get into the nitty gritty details of the job. And then you find somebody who more people who are excited about it and who are the right fit because they feel like they align to your values and your passion and everything. Yeah, that makes sense. So tell me more about how you describe like wife, teacher, mommy and the mission and kind of the vibe of it. Okay. So here is what I have for our latest. So this was our full-time digital marketing assistant. So at the very top of the page, I say, do Facebook ads fascinate you? Are you obsessed with Instagram? I would love to be paid for spending time on social media. Do you have a passion for education and eye for design and love recommending products to your family and friends? Our new full-time digital marketing position might be a great fit for you. So that's kind of like the very beginning little tidbit. And then our company, we kind of go into like, we are a small online business looking to expand in the education space. This is what we offer. And I've already kind of talked about all this here, but then I do our core values, which are, we are, we are go-getters, we are learners, and we are team oriented. And then there's a whole like explanation of each one. So kind of that is everything we go through before we even get to the whole part where it's like position, reports to job type, salary, all that. We've already kind of evoked the emotion before they even get to that. Yeah. That makes sense. So have you ever had someone where maybe all their skills fit? And so, you know, they made it through each of these wickets and you're like, they've got it They're What they're submitting is like high quality, but then personality wise, even though the talent was there, somehow the personality was like getting in the way of it being a good working relationship. Cause that's one of my fears. Yeah. And I feel like we have had some applicants like that before. And a lot of times in the second round, you're able to like notice that. I feel like I'm getting better at like weeding people out because I've done this more. I feel like hiring is really a skill that you can only learn by doing it. But yeah, I feel like that's really why you need to have the interview. So you can see, like, I feel like that's one of the important components of hiring is, you know, also just that gut feeling. Um, And you have to trust that as, you know, the business owner. And I take my team's feedback, but at the end of the day, like I'm the one who gets to choose who we hire. So, (laughs) yeah, you're right too. Even on the video ask step where then you're getting to see someone on video and how they, how do they, because communication, I mean, that's a huge, right? (laughs) It's like, you have to be able to understand each other and communicate well to be tossing projects back and forth and giving feedback and all that. So that makes sense. So Kelsey, you're saying you have your full-time, your 40-hour week curriculum development person. And then do you have other independent contractors who come in to do some of that as well? This year, mostly it's been our two full-time people. But now that one of our full-time people is kind of moving into managing, we actually do have someone who actually used to do some work for us. She's about to start doing some on a contractor basis. So yeah, we probably will from time to time contract out some too, but then have our core team members doing that too. Because we actually, right now we're working on for the club to a system where members can request resources. Well, and we already have that like with a form where they can, but we want to do it where, you know, kind of like a lot of the like tech companies have it where it's like feature requests where people can like, like where it's more public. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of that on the roadmap in one, because we're having a hard time we are not keeping, we have a page that's like our resource roadmap, but like, as I'm thinking about it now, it is not up to date. It's like, you know, having to remember to like go in and edit that page. And then it's like, we have club requests. I'm like, Oh, and then what do you want the coaching workshop to be? We're going to like put it all into one thing, just like, you know, request roadmap. And then, Oh, and this is being worked on right now. And this is done, you know? So it's kind of just all in one. 
And then they can even toggle, be like, okay, this is a resource request. This is like a workshop, what you want a workshop to be about. And you can like toggle or you can see everything. So that's kind of what we're working on. It's not live. It's more in the idea phase right now, but my tech person has said it's doable. So, (laughs) but at that point, I feel like I'm going to want to have contractors who can just be like, Hey, this is something our members are wanting, but it's not on our like year plan. Um, Let's contract out this project, you know, and like do that, have a certain amount of that we can do each month. Yeah, that makes sense. And I love that idea of it being really transparent where people can see like, here's what's requested. Here's what's in the works. I mean, that's one more way to have member buy-in. Yeah. I'm really excited for, you know, what's coming next month and the month after that. That's really neat. Well, right now with the form, because we do have that form and then like, and then it's also, we do surveys and we try to like put that in there. And then it's like a lot of messiness of like, here's the big long list of everything. And it's like, okay, and these ones are kind of the same. And these ones are, you know, kind of the same or whatever. And like, oh, this is a good idea, but only one person submitted it. Would more people want that? And with this, it's like, you know, if something's already there, ideally people would upvote it, you know, and then you can see kind of more, oh, what are more members wanting? Not just like, oh, this is what one member said they wanted. As we grow, we need to make sure we're, you know, meeting as many of the members as possible. So it's not just like, oh, one member wanted this. It's like, oh, okay, look, 20 members upvoted that. We should probably add that to our list, you know? Yeah. Love that. Here's a question that this is one thing I know I, in the back of my mind, always have this fear for whether it's in my membership or like when I'm doing Facebook groups that go with my live ads intensive rounds of having a person in there who is extra difficult or (laughs) like takes up all the space in the group in a way that like distracting and not, not really like constructive, if you will. Do you, does that come up in your membership? And if so, how do you handle that? It actually really has not as of yet. We have a pretty, it's a pretty like, you know, chill community. I actually, I mean, our problem is trying to get more people actually engaged in the community portion of it. We have like our like core people who do, but then it's like, you know, I feel like sometimes it's pulling teeth to get people actually engaged. It's like, they want to just quietly go download resources and you know, that's fine, but you know, that's one thing I want to work on a bit more actually is the community aspect. So, okay. Okay. Well, that's, that is amazing to have 700 members and to be like, nope, no one is like just really difficult. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not in the group. I mean, we've had some people who were difficult, like, you know, in email with our customer service or whatever, but those were usually the people trying to cancel and like being, you know, yeah. like, oh, they downloaded 800 things and they're saying, we didn't, I didn't like it. So I'm canceling it. It's like, if you didn't like it, then why did you download 800 things? Yeah. <laughs> I think they don't realize we can see it. So now when people cancel, she's like, Hey, just remember that per the terms of use, the number downloads are no longer, you know, if you can purchase individual licenses or rejoin here at any time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, they realize we at least know. I mean, I know they're still going to go off and use it anyway, but you know, so yeah. they, you know, just kind of know that, Oh, we do know that. And you're doing this to real people, you know? Yeah, I will say it is helpful with like, because we have that with our core software where someone is trying to pretend like I didn't have time to watch anything or whatever it might be, or they come up (laughs) with some excuse and then you're like, we can see that you did. Yeah. Okay. What's going on? You know? And again, it's not like we're like being accusatory or it's not like that. No, it's it's like being in a friendly kill him with kindness way, you know, like 
just pointing out, we do see this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everyone listening, keep that in mind. There's some pretty advanced software out there for these types of, for memberships, for courses. So, be, uh, so you're the person that yeah. owns that thing can probably see your activity on it. So yeah. heads up. And I mean, and that really is one reason why we do actually have people email to cancel their membership rather than having a button, just because it is so much we're giving away. Like, it's not that hard to send an email, but then it's like, you know, if somebody is like, oh, I have to actually face the fact that I've downloaded this many resources and now canceling, you know, it might keep people from doing that. So, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Okay. I would love to hear more Kelsey about how you have marketed the membership overall. I know you mentioned, you know, one of the things is that you're able to be a little more, what's the right word? More permissive almost with your Facebook ads, because you know that even if they're slightly under break, even at the time, if someone is becoming a new member, then it becomes profitable the next month for you or the month after that. But yeah, I would just love to hear more in general about the different ways that you market that membership and get new people into your the club. club. I know and I'm trying to use the word like club experience and stuff because I feel like the word membership just kind of like, yeah. you know, people are like, I don't want it. like membership. They're like, oh, that means recurring payment, you know, which it yeah. is, but it's like, don't get hung up on that because there's so much to it. Yeah. But anyways, so the ways we've been marketing it, and we're still playing around with this a lot because it is new, like less than a year. So at first, the way we really gain our members is we did two launches with lower prices. So at first, we had an early bird launch, which was like not even our full email list got it. It was like you had to opt into the wait list to get the early bird launch. And we told our whole email list that they could opt into the wait list, but they had to do that. So we had an early bird launch, which was $15.99. And then we had a founding members launch, which was $19.99. And those people got to lock in that price forever. And that is the only time we've ever done and ever will do that because it was just kind of to get that baseline of members. And they were really our beta testers because at this point, it was like, there were things we were still trying to figure out. So it was kind of like a thank you for testing it out for us. We didn't have free product testers. It was just people getting a better deal. So now on occasion, we had done like, you know, oh, $10 off your first three months or, you know, deals off the annual and stuff. But we now what we're figuring out is now that we added the coaching in March, we've decided we do not want to discount anymore. Like we are firm on that $29.99 because we've been adding more and more. And it's like, it is worth that cost. So now what we're trying to do is just different like bonuses at different times, which when you have a membership that gives away everything, that's kind of hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> but we're still kind of figuring that out. So for the event, this is going to be our first like mega, like, you know, we haven't really launched the membership since we did, we did our coaching launch in March. And that was where we're like, this is the last time you can get a discount because we've added the coaching and now it's going to be, we're not going to discount it anymore. Yeah. So now with the event, kind of our big thing is like, Hey, we have the bonus day. We have all the platinum pass perks you'll get that are going to go away. And then we're looking into some other things. Like we, what we've also done too, is like a little swag item they get in the mail. Like the first, whatever number of people will get that. Like, and for annual, they get a tumbler if they join annually. So we have like all these different things. And then another idea, and I haven't actually fleshed this out yet, but I'm going to talk to some people and see if there could be partnerships that might be mutually beneficial. Like, Hey, like, can we give like a mini course that they have to opt into your list that then kind of feeds them into your funnel for a bigger course or something. Cause we don't do courses. So I think we could potentially like, you know, every so often be like, Hey, if you join now, you get this course for free, but then it helps that person because like they get people into their 
funnel. I'm not sure if that'll pan out or not, but that was just, you know, where my brain is going, trying to figure out different ideas. But then also it's just like emphasizing the value all the time. Like, you know, every time, like, you know, people are seeing how often we're releasing resources. And then an email, I just wrote, I kind of put it out the fact, like, I have had a hard time even sharing all these with you because there are so many, like that's the one I just wrote. I'm like, but there's this and this and this and this, or you could just join the club and get it all, you know? And on every page, every shop page on our website, there's like, or join the club for $29.99. And for some of our bundles that are larger, it's like, that's actually cheaper than buying the bundle. So some people join that way. I feel like we're just figuring out a lot of ways to promote it. And then the other thing is in upsell funnels. So if somebody has spent like a certain amount, you can then apply it to the membership or if they've spent more than it would cost free month, you know, and that gets people in. Yeah. Like in a funnel. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That was kind of long, but it's kind of my ramble of all the things we're testing and trying and figuring out and still yeah. figuring out. But yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that's great though, because you're really thinking through, I mean, there's so many different avenues that someone could come in and where the membership, yeah. the club would make sense for them. And so, yeah, I love that you close those loops. I think that's really smart having, you're basically saying on all your shop listings, it's saying, you know, where here's your resource. They could add that one thing to their cart or they can join the club. Yeah. Right. Or you have a, so that button is there. So they're seeing that all through anyone who's coming to your shop to get resources from you. They're seeing that. And then the first actual listing in the shop is the club. Okay. And we have a full sales page for it too. But then like, I figure like some people, maybe they'll convert better from a sales page or like a product listing. I don't really promote it that way, but it's there. And then it has all the reviews on the page that people have written. And we have, there's like over a hundred reviews on it because we have like an email that goes out. That's super easy. People can just fill it out right in the email to leave a review. So some people might like, you know, they've seen the sales page and stuff, but then if they're shopping, they look at it that way and then they can just add it to their cart. And maybe some people feel more comfortable with that. So it's kind of another thinking of all the different, like in the buyer's journey, different ways they can come in. So smart. So, okay. And is your store, is it a WooCommerce store? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's very cool that you can have that option right within each listing where they're hearing about the membership, they click over. That's great. So I'm sure there are some women listening who would love to hear more about just how you, you know, get new customers to your shop in general, how you're making those, those one-off resource sales, I guess I could say, because, you know, of course you didn't start out with the membership for you, like you said, the club, Mm -hmm. the club, like you said, is, you know, it's less than a year old. So it's this huge part of your business now, but for many years, you know, it was just all those other amazing resources that you sold. So I'd love to hear more about, yeah, just in general, how you sell all of those and drive people to your shop. So a lot of it is when we release a new resource, they're always 50% off for the first 48 hours. And then they're never that price again. So in our emails, they they sell that way. But also just like organic, like SEO or Pinterest is probably usually where those come from. And those sales, I feel like now that we have the club, like, and we kind of stopped emphasizing it as much, I feel like those have gone down a little bit, but they're still like, you know, we have specifically, like we have a blog post that ranks really well for like science and social studies. So we get like those units selling quite a bit because that blog post is very well optimized and people find it that way. So, and we're working on our search engine optimization as well. So it's kind of like, you know, there are so many different avenues like podcasting. We've started that. Um, just kind of trying to do all the things and, you know, yeah, 
it all kind of snowballs and builds on itself. You yeah. know, Facebook has definitely been the biggest revenue driver, but I also don't want to be too reliant on it. So that's why I'm trying to grow these other avenues as well. And the membership with that recurring, like I've said. Yeah, absolutely. I love for business owners to do that. I never <laughs> want someone to feel like I've got all my eggs in the Facebook ads, you know, basket or whatever, and to not have other ways that they can bring in traffic and revenue too. I think that's really smart. Yeah. So with Facebook ads, do you mind sharing a little bit about what's changed with like how you approach Facebook ads now versus how you used to? Because yes, the good old days are like very much gone. Like, especially when you were mentioning having like one amazing ad and you could just like run with that one ad. For like months, I'm telling you. I'm like... Yeah. I mean, I had, I had four, like a four ROAS. I'm like, man, those were the days. If I would have had the membership then, like if I could have a time machine, I would have made a membership back when I was getting a four ROAS on the regular. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. But these days, I mean, I'm happy to see above a one, you know, and that's like, you know, a big thing that's changed, but I mean, it's a lot more testing and kind of like, you've mentioned a lot of times and, you know, people in the group like Katie and everybody mentioned that we need to just be testing a lot more, like a lot more different creative, different audiences, different copy. Oh my goodness. I was like, what's the other word? (laughs) And I used to look, like I mentioned, you know, like that for ROAS, ROAS was the only thing I really looked at. And I know you taught about like all the other things like click-through baits and all that and like troubleshooting, but I was like, I don't care as long as the ROAS is there. I'm like, ROAS was all I was looking at, but was not hitting above a two off and keep going. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, you really can't do that anymore. <laughs> like you just can't. So now we look at, you know, I look at ROAS, yes, but I look at a lot more like cost for purchase, click-through rates, all those things. And then I go look at the actual funnels. Cause right now, like, and that's one thing I found, like, I'm not really running many ads directly to the shop because I feel like with the shop, it's harder to see like accurate, like data for it, like, you know, and compare. Mm-hmm. So with these funnels, I'm able to compare it and, you know, make sure it's profitable and look at what is the average purchase for that funnel from Facebook ads. Like we make a Facebook specific version and then I'm like, okay, the average cost per purchase is $19. So I want to make sure the cost per purchase is $19 or less. So even if like that individual ad set isn't showing that, I know that overall I'm looking at this funnel that's only for Facebook ads and that is profitable and it's getting us members and it's going to be profitable. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. I love that you didn't just throw in the towel and go, you know, which, and again, I mean, I've had a ton of students who it's like, they have needed to take a break. It's yeah. like they got to a point with Facebook ads. We're like, I just, I just got to take a breather for a minute. And I'm, yeah, I definitely support that. But I, I love when people are, you know, choosing to jump back in. And like you said, you're kind of recalibrating what success looks like, recalibrating how you, how you measure what's working and what's not, because Hey, I mean, you're exactly right. Even for like, I have Hyros, I have Google analytics. I have (laughs) Melissa who's on my team. who's amazing at Google analytics. So like, I literally have a Google analytics troubleshooter that I can have in my back pocket at any time. But even with that, there are still purchases that I know came from ads mm-hmm. do not get attributed. And so just like you're saying, having that separate funnel for your, you know, your ads customers, and then knowing, Hey, overall, here's, here's the cost per purchase overall. And so, and you're right too, where I find that even for me, I'm sometimes tempted to be too strict and I'll go off of like high data inside my ads 
manager dashboard. And then I'll realize a few days later, like, hmm, revenue is down. I think I turned off some ad sets that probably did have some sales that just yeah. they didn't get picked up. Right. So I, I love that approach of like, you, you really do have to look at the whole big picture and yeah. yes, you're going to keep testing like new audiences and new ads and all that. But if, if that whole big picture is working and is building that business and whether it's break even this month and profitable next month, or, you know, I still have plenty of students where it's like, they need the profits this month right now. But yeah. again, they're looking at that whole big picture of what's happening. Yeah. And it can be a struggle because I mean, you know, like I've said, we've been testing a lot and for a while we were having some like troubles with getting profitable and we've hired these team members. So, like we've had some months that overall are, I mean, when you count like paying us too, our profits were negative, you know, and that's like, you know, when you're building a business and when you're investing in building a team, that's something you need to keep in mind is that, you know, and, and we're also in our lower months of the year, like in the spring is generally pretty slow for us. So it's like, you just have to be prepared and make sure like when you are hiring a team that you have reserves so that you can make it through the lower times, like when ads might not be as nice to you, but throwing in the towel isn't the answer because I'm like, I know long-term ads are what help us like get to where that's why we even are where we are, you know, and our event funnel is very, it's converting really well, like 8% conversion on the sales page. And then it was like 27% in the platinum pass and then 10% of those immediately joined the membership. So it's like, I know when we get people there, like it's doing really well. So it's just like figuring out how to make those ads like really stand out in the feed. Like some people stop the scroll and testing all kinds of things to get them there. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so exciting too, that your live event is, yeah, looking really promising your pages and all of that. So love it. And you know what? I know this springtime is tough for teacher resource sales. Hmm. Man, I've noticed even over on the business mom side of things, it's like, I think the end of school year, it's like, yeah. just like, this all sounds great. Maybe in the middle of summer, you can help me promote or build a new product, Beth Ann. But like right now I got too many other things yeah. going on. I'm not. So it's like, they don't want to buy the resource now that they know they're not going to use for a couple more months. So yeah, it, it can be a tricky time of year for that, but we keep going. We keep testing what's working and then yeah, bounces back. <laughs> The other thing I try to do is not be like, oh, I just lost a ton of money, you know, but it's like, but you did like, you know, you got some purchases. Those people are now on my email list, like I join the membership. And then even just that awareness of like, you know, like you said, that person might be like, oh, I like that. I'll get it later. And, you know, on average people to see something now, it used to be seven, but now it's 16 times before they purchase. So that was one of those 16 times for getting people ready for the prime time, you know? So you don't want to just completely ghost and be gone because then like, you know, you want them to be ready to buy when they're ready. Yeah. Ooh. And that reminds me too, because I've had several people in the, in the membership talk about how they're like, man, I I'm getting these like quote unquote organic sales, but they're like, what's interesting is as soon as I turn my ads off, those organic sales also magically die down. So it's like, they're not really true organic sales. It's, it's just like you're saying, it's someone who saw yeah. your ads first was exposed to you maybe several times through your ads. And then they go and search for your shop, your website, all that later. So yeah, it all, it just builds on itself. Yeah. So people like they'll go to Google and search for your website or even some people immediately, they, they are like suspicious. Like my coach, she mentioned this and she's like, some people don't want to click the link. They copy and paste it into their browser and then it doesn't count. Yeah. So, even things like that, 
And like we mentioned, just like them going to buy later. And then I even realized for me, because like, you know, I sell like, you know, everything I'm promoting is usually for my website or the, like one of my funnels or the membership. But I was typing in just the other day and I was starting to type in wife, teacher, mommy. I can't remember. I think I was just like looking for one of our blog posts. And sometimes I just go to Google because I know the title and it'll be quicker than trying to like find it on my blog. And the first thing that came up when I started typing in wife, teacher, mommy is wife, teacher, mommy, TPT. So I think sometimes people are like, oh, how do I buy that on TPT? So it's like, and then we may be getting some TPT sales from those ads that, you know, that's how they knew about us. Yeah, that's so true. Well, Kelsey, this has been so great talking to you today. You just, again, I'm just so impressed with the ways you've grown your business and and just the systems that you've come up with to make your club this incredible experience for teachers and homeschooling moms and the way you're always thinking of new resources to serve your audience. It's just wonderful. As we wrap up today, do you have either a funny or adorable mom moment that you could share? Yes. The last night when you were, I emailed just find out like, you know, what I should be ready for for today. And you mentioned that. And it's so funny how I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. Because like, I have so many funny and adorable moments. Then it's like, you know, when you're like on the spot trying to think of what is the best one, you're like, I don't know. But then after like, like I talked to my husband for a minute, I'm like, oh yeah, remember how the other day when we were in the car (laughs) and Brielle, so our five-year-old, she was like, what is plutonium? (laughs) And we were like, "Um, what? (laughs) And then, yeah. And then I was like, yeah. And then how do you make plutonium? And we're like, I don't know. And then he was like, well, you could search it up. And we're like, no, let's not search that up. Let's not get on some internet watch list, government. <laughs> and so I, you know, I was like, let's not search that up. We could get in trouble with that. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, don't worry about it. But I'm like, oh man, if, like, you know, our kids are probably now Googling that, like looking up what is plutonium. <laughs> so that's what, I guess it was in one of the like books they were reading like Captain Underpants books, but you know, they're not my favorite, but I'm also like, it's gotten my kids to read. And as a teacher, I'm just kind of like, whatever will get them reading, like their reading skills have grown a ton by like, they're obsessed with these Captain Underpants books. And I'm just like, you know, if it's getting them to read, you know, it's all about giving the kids choice and, you know, doing what they're excited about to learn. So yeah. I mean, Holden's totally done Captain Underpants before. So listen, there's no judgment here. <laughs> it's the same thing. He's he has like every diary of a wimpy kid book. I mean, that was one of uh, the early ones that he, you know, again, finally got him reading on his own and yeah, he did Captain Underpants for a while too. So that, that was just cracking me up. Cause in my head, I'm thinking like, where would they be learning about plutonium you know it's like I almost wonder if there's some like news headline of like yeah Iran or North Korea is like building up their plutonium it just came totally out of the blue we're like what is plutonium and we're like um and then before we could even answer it and then our older stuff was like how do we make it and I'm like oh, no. we don't we do not make plutonium no. <laughs> not something we will do <laughs> That is funny, <laughs> but you know what? Hey, they're picking things up. They're lo- yeah. even the fact that they've like remembered that word. That's more complicated. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then they could read it. You know, I mean, that's a big yeah. word. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is a big word. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kelsey, this has been so much fun. Will you remind everyone where is the best place for them to find you online? Yeah. So our website is wifeteachermommy.com. And then we also recently launched a podcast, Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast, which has been so much fun. So if you're already, you know, listening, you like podcasts, if you are a teacher or a homeschool mom, it is a great way to get some awesome teaching tips, coaching, all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of fun. 
And then I'm on Instagram at wife, teacher, mommy, and now TikTok at wife, teacher, mommy.com because wife, teacher, mommy was taken. So gotcha. Well, that's fun. Well, thank you again, Kelsey. This has been great. Thank you for having me. Okay. Who else walked away with a million ideas for how they can market their business, grow their business, hire better, right? I just feel like I learned so much from chatting with Kelsey. It's so clear that she cares so deeply about serving her customers and her audience as best as she possibly can and giving them all the resources and support she possibly can. And I just love that. Now, if you would like to learn more about running Facebook ads, which is something that we mentioned on today's podcast, the ads intensive, the self-study version will be opening on June 20th, 2022. So you can head to brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash ads. That's brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash ads to get on the wait list for the ads intensive. And we'll also be doing a free boot camp leading up to the ads intensive opening. So when I have the details for that sign up page, you'll be the first to hear about it. And you can get a taste for how I teach ads. And with Brilliant Ads Bootcamp, you'll be getting basically your quick start guide to like having an amazing offer, having a sales page that converts, having ads that stop the scroll and get attention. And so Bootcamp is just a great way for you to see how I teach, get yourself going with ads, get yourself excited for what's possible with ads. And then of course, you'll be able to join the full ads intensive if you love Bootcamp. So I cannot wait to connect with you there and teach you more about ads. I could nerd out on ads and offers and all of those things all day long. So I hope you will join me in the ads intensive and join me for our free brilliant ads bootcamp leading up to the ads intensive. And of course, now it's your turn to head out there and be brilliant. Brilliant.